everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Woohoo! We have an announcement. <gasps> you made the announcement noise. Okay. I know that I did the air horn and now I got we're switching gears. Beep, 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 beep. We are starting something really cool that we're super excited about this week. What's the buzz about? The Do buzz. tell, Kimber B. Bzz, bzz. Ouch. Something stung me. I don't know. It's yellow jackets. Yellow jackets. Woo. The Finally. hive is all buzzing. The colony is. I looked up yellow jackets. There's so much like symbolism between with yellow jackets. If you look up what a yellow jacket is, it's fascinating. So we will discuss this on what? Well, we are going to be live covering Yellow Jackets, doing like an after show type thing. We're still working out some of the logistics, but it's going to be on YouTube. Oh, my gosh. And it's going to be public for everybody. But this is not going to be a recap show. So you have to watch season one and watch season two. Otherwise, you won't know what we're talking about. Because this show is theories. It's like deep dives. It's conspiracies. It's a full corkboard red string. Exactly. So we don't have time to just recap it. We do not. Join us Wednesday for our What's the Buzz About? Yellow Jackets, talking season one, talking the trailer before we get the season two premiere. And we will not be recapping season one. We will be talking about base overview of where the characters are going into season two, what we think is going to happen. We will also be discussing the trailer that was released from Showtime on season two that, in my opinion, gives away way more than I wanted to because I had all these questions that now a lot of them have answers based on that trailer. But tune in to find out about that. Very exciting. But the lives will still be on YouTube. So if you get this episode on Thursday, you could listen to Wednesdays like that. Yeah. We're, uh, but, we're doing live, a YouTube. But YouTube will be fine because you can make comments and stuff. And you're going to see our faces, which is terrifying. It is terrifying. Just be nice. We're August super excited, though. So if, yeah, can't wait. Bzz, check us out. Oh. Because we're obsessed with the show. Also, yeah. if you don't know what we're talking about, it's on Showtime. It's Yellow Jackets. The season two is starting. It's about the girls' soccer team that lands in the woods in after a plane crash. It's so good. Also, shout out to Melissa and Rebecca from Criminality because they're the ones who were talking about it. I remember last year and I thought, okay, I'll check it out. They've made it sound really good. Became obsessed. I watched season one. I'm on my third viewing of season one. I am on my fourth. There you go. I've watched it pretty much every three months. Well, you are the queen of this colony. (gasps) Is it a queen? It is a queen bee, so I would assume it's a queen wasp. They are hunter wasps. They social hunt together. The men are the drones, and they die after fertilizing the queens. It's a lot like bees. Oh, so many theories. There's so much You got to bring this up again. Also, does it mean anything that I have wasps that are coming out of my fireplaces? (laughs) It means your house is haunted. That are about that big. Yeah, that's terrifying. I can't. The next time one comes out, I'm going to take a picture next to a quarter so you can understand the level of scared I am that Ulysses is going to eat one. Okay. Yeah. 
Join us for Yellow Jackets. Woo! Go to our YouTube page, which is now under A Date with K&K for our Yellow Jackets premiere. Thank you. So this episode is called The Murder of Lorenzen Wright, and it's an update episode. The original episode was called Death of a Hometown Hero. Right. And we did it a couple years ago, and it was wild. And it had unfinished business. And now that business has been finished. So where did the unfinished business? Are you going to tell me when the I business will tell ended? You. Okay. Right. Yeah. But we got, I have new thoughts. Hopefully I won't be repeating my old jokes because I did not listen to the first episode. So God bless us all. This episode aired season, this is season 31, episode 22, aired on March 17th, 2023, hosted by Andrea, our queen, wasp b that's who she is and we're in memphis which means they point out graceland absolutely oh i didn't know all the walls had graffiti on them with messages to the king we miss you king like how do they have they not run out of space on those stones they must brush off they must power wash all of those bricks every week and then let new people write on them I was going to say every couple of years. You think people are coming that? Oh, yes, a lot of people, I do. Yeah, people love Elvis. I'm going to Google it later, and I bet just hundreds of thousands of people visit Graceland every year. Yeah. Thank you very much, Kimberly. <laughs> Thank so, you, Kimberly. Thank you very much. This is about Lorenzen Wright, a.k.a. Wren, who was a local star in Memphis who ended up playing in the NBA. He made it big for the Grizzlies. He was 6'11". Dang, that's tall. That's very tall. He was generous and kind. He would give you the shirt off his... That, I'm sorry. He is over two feet taller than my mother. Yeah, he's... That's crazy. That would be funny. I would be If he gave picture. Joni his shirt... It would go to her feet. It would be a maxi a dress. dress. A maxi dress. Yeah. yeah, for sure. He was generous and kind. He would give you the shirt off his back, which is a quote we don't hear. He was divorced and living in Atlanta. He would come home to visit Memphis. He had six kids living in Memphis with his ex-wife, Shara. On this one trip to Memphis in 2010, his friend Phil dropped him off at his ex-wife, Shara's house and never heard from him again. His mom, Deborah... Not Deborah, Deborah. Oh, yeah. Is also a queen. She's oh, yeah. my favorite person in a she's, long time. And I she, probably say that every week. But no, she's great. And I do kind of remember Deborah. Yeah. I remembered very few things from this episode, but I, Deborah struck a chord and then a pair of earrings later strikes. A yes. Chord. Basically, there's two. This is really the case of two earrings. So later on, we're going to have some Chanel earrings that make a statement in a bad way. Yeah, they do. But right now we have Deborah, who is wearing very loud earrings that she waves her neck around as she is making points to Andrea Canning. And they are clinking, clanking all over. And, you know, the sound people wanted her to take them off. But they couldn't because she's Deborah, and she you don't. No. You don't. Ask you just don't Deborah. even ask. Yeah, no. no. Deborah is one of those people. Just if you haven't seen the episode yet, she doesn't stop moving. She's yeah. a mover. She's a mover. So she's shaker. sort of constantly yeah. moving around. She's just a restless person. I like yeah. it. And when Andrea said, "Did you think maybe you didn't hear from Ren because he was just out having fun and 
no big deal. And Deborah says, no, no, Andrea, you do not know my child. <laughs> She's very offended. I it know my great. child, Andrea great. Canning. So it becomes big news that he goes missing, of course, because he's an NBA star. And on the news, tell me if you think this is offensive. The reporter says he's 6'11", so he's hard to miss, but he is indeed missing. I find that in poor taste. Why? Is now the time for jokes? It wasn't a joke. I felt like it was more like an interesting factoid. How is he missing? He's I feel like you 11. know that every single dad watching the news also said that. So you just beat them to it. Right. I mean, every single person. Yeah, said, it's a dad joke. But he's 6'11". It's kind of hard to miss. Yeah. How does someone like that go miss? Mm-hmm. But it is sort of surprising. And also that he's famous. Yes. It's very that's, strange. That's the biggest thing. So the last call Ren made was to 911, and the recording is very scary because you can hear him cursing and breathing heavily and something is happening, and then there are gunshots. Now, you would think that 911 would take this call really seriously and investigate because there was a man cursing and breathing hard like he's running and gunshots. Yeah, you, But you would think wrong because they did not investigate this call. And it takes them eight days to find the recording. Is he on a weird phone when that I call don't was made? understand. It took them all of Hanukkah to find oh, wow. that recording. And Hanukkah is, it feels long when you're getting socks every night. You're like, another night? Oh, my God. How many more nights do we have? Not Bomba socks. That would be the best eight nights, eight days of your life. Yeah. But we didn't have Bomba socks when I was in middle school doing Hanukkah Yeah, no, that's just depressing. I mean, it's better better than an orange. An orange? People get oranges in their Christmas stockings. You get, like, fruit and stuff. Really? Yes, ma'am. Wow. I mean, sometimes, what if you have scurvy? An orange is a life-saving gift. That's true. Lots of children with scurvy running around. (laughs) So a search party eventually finds Lorenzen's body in a field. And it's horrific because we have their cameras everywhere. So we're seeing all the friends grieving. And we're also seeing Mama Deborah running up. And it's horrible. He was shot several times in the face, which feels very personal. Yeah. He was shot all over, wasn't he? He was shot all over and in the face. But in the face. What? How many people are there for this, for the discovery of his body? It looked like it was a hundred people. It looked like, I think it just became a gathering place and an impromptu type memorial when they saw there were police searching and they maybe rumors start going. I think they found something. I think they found something. People just head on down there because they want to be part of the community. Oh, but yeah, Deborah was heartbreaking on that one when she yeah. goes under the police tape and the cop sort of stops her and she's At like, no, I'm going. She's running barefoot. She so kicked him off. She's horrible. distraught. It's really, oh. Lorenzen's funeral is so big. It was on TV and it was the who's who of Memphis. Wow. And I did have to give it a bing who the who's who of Memphis would be. Justin Timberlake, Sybil Shepard, Shannon okay. Doherty. Okay. Elvis's ghost, maybe. Mm-hmm. But how many NBA players come from Memphis? Was it rare that an well, NBA star... Well, I'm sure star... all the Grizzlies were there. 
No, I wonder so, if a lot of pro sports players come from Memphis. Maybe not. Maybe not as many as we would think. I think a lot of musicians end up there. I think it's yeah. like Nashville. But a Tennessee is a very musicy state. Yeah, but maybe it's sportsy as well. We don't know things about sports. We don't know about that yet. Yeah. So he was 34 and he was a father of six children with wow. Shara. Also, Andrea Canning, host of six Host, host, hosting six children hosting in her, six in her children womb. in her womb mm-hmm. and later in her home. Yeah. So there were two t- different types of shell casings at the scene. So they think there might have been two shooters or there were two different guns that shot him. The pressure is really on the police chief, Tony Armstrong, who is super classy. He always is in a nice suit or in his fancy uniform with all the medals on it. Yeah. Classy gentleman. Yeah. Wren met Shara in high school. Kay Scandalik, her dad was his basketball coach. And twice, Doble, Kay Scandalik. I just did two different languages. That was Doble. I did Spanish. It was, it was okay. excellent. So he was 17. She was 22. I'm going to say that makes me very uncomfortable and could be illegal if they were having sexual relations. I'm uncomfortable. Why? That age difference. That is, I don't, I don't. It's not as scant. I think I'm just warped. Yeah, we're just warped. 90 Day Fiance. And- if this was reversed, I think it would bother you. There's also a weird power dynamic because she's the daughter of his coach. It's weird. So yeah. his friend, Bill, says... Shara was different, mature, sexy. Can I use that word? And Andrea enthusiastically says, absolutely. Yeah, She's I like, love it. I'm sick of Dennis getting all the BDSM episodes. You could say sexy. We need to sexy up my episodes. And we'll also- be shown up by Dennis Murphy. <laughs> we need to know. And his sex dungeons. I'll show him at the barbecue. We need to also, it gives a good explanation of Shara. Yeah. She was the sort of the sexy older woman. We got it. She was we, experienced. And That's Mama what, Deborah says, Andrew says, what was it that Lorenzen fell for? And Mama Deborah says, let's see, how can I put this nicely? And Andrea says, sex. And Mama says, yes. He had had little girlfriends. But they weren't doing all that stuff Shara was doing. Ooh. She was a lady and he was a kid. Click clack in her earrings. She hates Shara. You can just tell from the very From beginning. the jump. Yeah. So Ren became a college star at the University of Memphis. And he wanted to go to the NBA. And Mama Deborah wanted him to finish college. But he said, Mom, think about it. If I finish college, where am I going to get a job where my starting salary is a million dollars? And Mama Deborah says, so I thought about it for a few minutes. And then I said, when are you leaving? (laughs) I love her. So he went to the Clippers. And at 20, he became an instant millionaire. He and Shara were living the high life in L.A., Rodeo Drive. They started having babies. Lorenzen then played for Atlanta and then eventually came back to his hometown, the Grizzlies. To local fans, it was like the return of Elvis. Again, without this is an Elvis heavy episode. Elvis is the new Alamo in this episode. Now that I can tell you, you definitely talked about in the first episode. Elvis? 
Graceland, Elvis being the Alamo, and if Graceland was to Memphis, what the Alamo was to Texas. And, and I, I can, think, yes, if I said yes last time, I stand by that. I remember us discussing it. Lorenzen opened a restaurant in Memphis. He did a summer camp for kids. He gave Aww. back all over the community. He ended up earning $55 million in his MBA career. Oh, wow. Society prioritizes sports. $55 million. Let's give that to the scientists. Let's also so- say you do have to be talented. Oh, yeah, they work very hard. You do but they have don't to be work good. any harder than teachers. Some teachers. Or nurses. Most nurses. Yeah. So he gave his money away to his friends and family. Anyone who asked for a handout, we have learned nothing from MC Hammer. And I think I made that joke last time. But, you know, what I What was just, the joke? Just that MC Hammer gave away all his money to his family and friends. And then he went bankrupt. Too legit to quit. Too legit to not to say no to a handout. So he also would buy cars. In one month, he bought two Bentleys. Well, how much does a Bentley cost? I want to say a hundred thousand. Is that right? Holy crap! Bentley, how much? <laughs> That's a good Google search. Okay, Bentley from one hundred and sixty-eight thousand pounds. Pounds, British pounds sterling. Which is worth more than a dollar. So we're looking at 200000 I don't know if our exchange rate is right on that, but that's a lot. So also, uh, why is, is Google giving it to you in pounds? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so How here we go. How does Google... Do Here's, you have your location set somewhere else with the VPN? I need you to stop asking questions and just <laughs> be a good friend and just let me have... Okay, hold on a second. Here we go. So it looks like Bentleys are around 230000 in U.S. American dollars. That's insane. Oh, here's another one though. One seventy six. Multiple vans with that that I could live in. Are they just the nicest car? I've never. I don't been get in it. A They're Have not you been electric. In a They're not. I don't get it. Do they fly? What? You're I don't a Hollywood understand. person. Have you been in a Bentley? No. Have I been in a Bentley? I worked for the oldest man in Hollywood, and he what did drove he drive? A Volvo, because he had read that they were the safest. I love Volvos. Until I realized that I wasn't going to be able to afford one. So Cherie loved jewelry, but she loved one thing more than jewelry. Fabric. (laughs) Architectural digest. She loved to put custom upholstery. I'm not being joking. No, you're not. This is real. This is interior design to the highest dollar amount. Specifically textiles. Yeah, she She did love it. putting custom upholstery on Mm -hmm. furniture and then as her mood would change she would reupholster i've never heard of an addiction to upholstering i think i don't even think this was seasonal like in the fall it was one i think it was monthly she was reupholstering everything new curtains new fabric on the sofa meanwhile my couch is covered with butt sweat and dog fur Now, I may or may not be very much into changing things around, and I would say that I do it in the way that a not-rich person does it, which includes a lot of spray paint. Mm -hmm. I have now spray painted 
almost all of my furniture in the move because I need it to be a different color. Mm-hmm. And I'm not buying new furniture. Mm-hmm. I'm just painting it. Some of which now has five different layers of spray paint as yeah. I've spray painted it over the years. And I may or may not have looked up upholstery classes in the area because I very much want to change my couches, but I do not want to buy new ones. And I feel like I should be able to do it. I'm just not sure on the pattern making of a couch. I'm sure you could figure it out or you could get somebody to help you. And it would be way cheaper than paying an upholsterer. It is so expensive to pay an upholsterer. I did not realize. No, it could be thousands of dollars. It's like buying... It's way more than I would spend on a couch, yep. like triple what I would spend yep. on it now. And I don't buy nice couches, but I still. I have had the same Ikea couch for right. 15 years. It feels foolish to upholster, to reupholster a Big Lots couch. It right. just does. And Big Lots is the best value, in yep. my opinion. So I don't, I just can't though. And that seems, I'd rather spray paint it with outdoor fabric spray paint. I think that's fine. I think it's not because then I think that's toxic. Yeah, you- it's everything is. I think that you furniture now. is supposed to stay outside if you're spray painting that's it with the fabric true. outdoor spray. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. I can think of something way better to do in your house than put up new curtains monthly. Again, I'm talking about an entire wing of your house for cat furniture. Oh yeah, splurge on some new furniture for your cat, and if they tear it up, you just get it reupholstered. It's oh. Fine. Absolutely. And I know where to get the most marvelous piece of cat furniture (laughs) for your home. And it's from a company called Mao. That is spelled M-A-U. Now, you don't necessarily think of something like a cat tree as having the wow factor. But that's literally the reaction that both Oliver and I had when we received this tree from Mao. We said, wow. Mao is revolutionizing the cat furniture game, and you'll understand why as soon as you check them out. This is honestly what cat furniture is supposed to look like. It's not supposed to be an eyesore. It's supposed to be a beautiful addition for your home. Why can't it be? And I am kind of known to have rather finicky decorating. Mao has surpassed all of my expectations of what a cat tree can be. And at Mao, they use extremely high quality materials. They have handcrafted natural wooden branches. Speaking of which, one tree is planted for every product purchased from Mao. And 5% of proceeds are donated to animal welfare and environmental conservation. Incredible. I sent one as a gift to my brother and his wife's cats. And And what'd they say? They said they love this. Oh, my gosh. And they love that they plant a tree. They said this is maotastic. Within 10 seconds of putting it together, they sent me a photo. Both the cats were in it. No, they're they're like obsessed. It's the second they got it. They know what they're doing at Mao because they also made something that's beautiful for the home, but the cats still like it. Yeah. Some cat furniture that you see is really architecturally very cool, but the cat's never going to sit on it. So what's the point? But not only that, they offer a 45-day risk-free trial and everything is backed by a one-year warranty. And on top of that, all the wear and tear parts on the tree are replaceable. So you don't have to throw it away and purchase a new one, which if you've owned a lot of cat trees like me, you understand that this can be so frustrating as you're trying to like jerry-rig a bolt back in place that somebody knocked out. Once a cat tree becomes unsturdy, the cat will never touch it again. They need structural soundness. 
They do. And so this is a fantastic thing that Mao has done for the kitties and for the kitty owner. Oh, and speaking of sturdy cat trees, you can filter on Mao.com by your cat's weight to make sure that your cat tree will support any size kitty you have. The Cento that I have holds cats up to 23 pounds, which is great because I just so happen to have a cat that weighs in the 20s. So it's very helpful for people like me. He's fabulous. So treat yourself and your kitty or all your kitties by shopping at mowpets.com slash dateline and receive 5% off your first purchase. That's M-A-U pets.com slash dateline, 5% off for the most mouthless cat furniture you've ever seen you're going to open your box and say, Mao! <laughs> Thank you so much, Mao. Thank Check you. them out. You're going to be amazed. They're so pretty. So Shara and Ren's marriage was troubled. He is a professional athlete, and I know what you're thinking. They do not cheat. But this oh. one did. He oh. was doing layups and getting laid all over the country. Boom. Okay. Boom. That was a one-pointer joke. So Shara also cheated, and she did it in Memphis. And that is really what Mama Deborah is a problem with, because she says, if you're going to do that, go to the next town over. She said, what was the quote? It was like, that was the problem, was the scene. And she's doing the eye two fingers to Andrea. And it was there was something about that that was very brilliant. I love it. I don't have a problem with her cheating, but do it the next town over. Don't be seen in his town. I get that too. If you were a mom and she was stepping out on your, if you have some sort of thing where you're both stepping out on each other, fine. But don't make it the talk of the neighborhood. Don't let Deborah hear about it from her church friend. Right. Lorenzen went home one time and found Shara cheating with someone that he knew. And we don't find out who this person was. I'm guessing it's not one of the friends that is being interviewed on Dateline. Yeah, I'm guessing. I'm thinking they're no longer friends. Reports say that he was so upset he attacked Shara. He had a gun. Now she decides not to testify against him. We definitely think domestic violence is never okay, even though there is some speculation on with if this was true or not, but there was a witness. He denies it. Anyways, it's never okay. No. In 2007, they went to counseling. Now, if I was the counselor, I would say, maybe it's time to let this one go. (laughs) Take an L on this marriage and walk away. But this counselor decided to help them reconcile, and they rekindled their vows. They renewed their vows in a big ceremony. You know they spent way too much money on it. And then a few months later, they were back at it fighting again. I think Good six, job, counselor. I think six kids is hard. Six kids is very hard. Six but kids is so going to be... And all the same mom and dad. Yep. But you now have multiple affairs and domestic abuse violations. High school sweethearts. Yeah, but I'm saying they're looking at the pros and cons less than I... It's rough. It's rough. This is, yeah. But we will always, we realize now that kids do better when the parents are happily separated rather than unhappily still married. And I still don't feel like that is a universal agreed on thing. But it's like psychologically proven. It doesn't. 
matter. I guarantee you. I know. People are still staying together for the kids. Everybody has reasons. You know, it's just, this is a frustrating thing. They are mostly fighting about money. She is fight. She is spending money in secret on curtains. (laughs) Why do you need custom curtains? Why is there so much? She really likes fabric. She I I really like fabric fabric too, but like what? You don't need custom curtains unless you have uncrazy windows. Any curtain will do. But I don't need to change them weekly, depending on your mood. If you're just going to a fancy fabric store and reupholstering, you're just bored. You're bored. I How think are you bored with six bored. children? Exactly. Great point. Also, it's weird that we're talking about curtains two weeks in a row because we also talked about curtains last week. We a did? A homemade set of curtains. That was cruel. Yeah. So they finally split up. And he said at the time, I don't care. She can do her own thing. She can sleep with the lawn man. And Andrea tells us, remember that. Mm. You know I love when Dateline gives us an instruction. I do too. We always follow. 2010, they're divorced. Deborah said, looking at Shara's face made him sick. I can't. She's going to take all the liberties. She's gone. She's going to say, this is what I think he thought. But yeah, I love great. it because I don't like on Dateline when people make things that are very bad sound not so bad. They were having some tension in their relationship, things like that. And she's like, looking at her face made my son sick. Yeah. He wanted to vomit when he thought about her face. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So when they divorced... He signed up for a $1 million life insurance policy administered by Shara, but the money would go to the six kids. He was also supposed to pay alimony and child support $26,000 a month. I did some math. Yeah, how's that? How's that? That is over $300,000 per year, which is. So you could buy one Bentley. One, one Bentley or support all of these children for a year. It is 4.3 thousand per child per month, which seems high. Seems very high. That's high. Were they going to private school? Does that pay for, like, if does alimony pay for schooling? Yes. Or is it just for clothes and food and stuff like that? No, it's whatever it's they whatever need. It's whatever they need. Yeah, it's absolutely tuition to a private school. Okay. Yeah. So that then I could see it. The problem is Lorenzen's broke. Because of the MC Hammer effect and because of Shara's spending and his Mm. spending, too. He spent a lot, too. Yeah. He had two homes that were foreclosed on. He was bouncing checks like he bounced that basketball. Good job. That joke was a three-pointer. You did that. That Two-pointer. Two-pointer. It was a free throw. It was a free throw. (laughs) Swish. So Shara said the shot clock has run out (laughs) on my basketball knowledge. So Shara said that weeks before his murder, she says mysterious gunmen knocked on the doors of the house looking for Lorenzen. Now, we hear nothing else about this crazy thing that happened. She didn't seem to report it to the police. Like, gunmen were at the door. What? Okay. It seems weird. Well, they didn't have guns drawn. They were just packing heat. 
So they just had guns on them that maybe you could see, but in they the middle of the night, they're knocking on the doors, and she doesn't think that's weird. Or oh, was it night? I, I didn't know it was at night. Or what? It was at night. Yeah, I think so. And your kids were there. Yeah, where are the children? Call the police. So then she says, the night that he went missing, he disappeared at 3 a.m. with an unknown person and with a box of drugs and just like a cooler. Is it like a Yeti cooler? I don't know what kind of box it was. You don't? Yes. Cardboard, cigarette, maybe a cigar box. What kind of boxes do people keep drugs in? Have you ever heard the term box of drugs before? No. I've heard bags, baggies. Bag of drugs. A backpack of drugs. I've seen people on TV have drugs in the little box with like a flip up top kind of. Like a cigar box. Like a cigar box. I don't know. Where have you seen people with a flip up top box with paraphernalia in it? Like TV shows. (laughs) Maybe reenactments of drug intervention on ID network. Intervention. Yeah. I've never seen intervention. So I was picturing a cardboard box and I couldn't get that's it out. Too I big. Just, no, that's I, it's too big. No, that's too big. Also, the detective says he was going to flip a large sum of money. And then other, somebody else says that Shara said he was going to flip the drugs. So I don't know if you flip the mu- flip drugs. You flip drugs? Or do you flip the money? You I flip need the drugs a- into money. I needed Andrea to explain, basically. I think they all got their wires crossed. There was a box of drugs. There was money. Exchanging of hands was happening. Yeah. The details, nobody seemed to have their story straight. No. There is it a was drug- a foul throw. There is a connection to a huge drug dealer in the area, Greg Petty's, whose crimes are anything but petty. Good job. In 2009, there was a big federal drug investigation into Craig Petty's, and Wren is listed in it, although he was never charged with anything. There's a strange connection with some cars that the drug dealers had that were registered in Wren's name, and Mama Deborah says he just... He had an employee sell those cars and they didn't transfer the registration over and they happened to get sold to these drug dealers, but he wasn't involved in drugs in any way. They dig into the drug theory and it quickly dries up. And Deborah says they are wasting their time. They should be looking at Shara. Now, Mm -hmm. she says she is going to drive the police crazy and while there's blood running warm in her body, she's going she is going to drive them nuts. It's Shara. Meanwhile, police are looking at Shara. They notice she doesn't seem to be grieving or very upset. She is dating a sheriff's deputy, which is convenient. That's and interesting. she is now deeply religious. She is training to be a minister. Four years past, the case goes cold. She was just training? She was in training. She was going to minister school. Seminary. I didn't know. Okay, I thought she was actually a minister. She becomes one later. Oh, okay, okay. Andrea calls Lorenzen a gentle giant, which is also on our extreme bingo cards. Oh. Shara has lawyered up and isn't talking to the police. She's only talking to God. She eventually becomes a minister, and she runs a nonprofit for kids. The same time she's raising money for kids, she is actively taking money from her own children. 
So she had collected the $1 million life insurance. She has collected a pension from the NBA. She has spent like 90% of it on fabric. (laughs) Unsure. Lots of stuff. We find out later some of what she was spending it on. Yeah. So Lorenzen's father, Herb, decides to sue Shara just to get her kicked off as the trustee of this money because he wants it to go to the grandkids, even though most of the money is gone by now. Well, I think she gets to have the pension and things like that. I think he's really angry about the insurance. Yeah, because it was specifically supposed to go to the children. Yeah. She is interviewed at the courthouse when she's being sued. This is where the infamous giant Chanel earrings come into play. And I remember this from last time. Because was I upset? I was upset. It's just such poor PR. If you are being sued for taking money away from your children that was your dead husband, who you are maybe involved in killings, life insurance, and mm-hmm. you're wearing Chanel earrings to the court. I think it's a poor look. And Chanel logo earrings like that. Chanel jewelry is incredibly expensive for stuff with the logo on it. Yeah, and she's not buying fakes. No, under no circumstances are those fakes. I mean, if you're wearing anything in the thousands of dollars range to court when you're being sued for spending someone else's money, it's such poor taste. Yeah, I don't understand. I feel like her lawyers were very upset. Well, the weird thing is they do show her in court. They show her sitting in the witness stand and she has mm-hmm. no jewelry on mm. whatsoever. She's but actually for doing dressed. the press conference outside. She is but for fully that, dolled up. It's like she had clipped them on yeah. to do and It's really <laughs> brutal. So on the news, they say she spent $55,000 on furniture. 180000 on remodeling and landscaping on four different properties. What? That's a lot of curtains. That's so much curtain money. But that's not near a million. So I really wish that we had, they had done so a little more. bit longer on, and maybe they did in the original Dateline, but I wanted to know what all the other, yeah. was there one for clothes? Was there yeah. one for shoes? I'm sure. She loses in court, but that's not going to stop her from reinventing herself As an author, she writes and self-publishes a book called Mr. Tell Me Anything. And it is basically about their marriage, but fictionalized. She says it's like 99% true. It doesn't paint Lorenzen in a very good light. Andrea shades her by saying it was hardly a bestseller. Yeah. It doesn't look good, but I kind of want to read it. It's juicy. For our book club? Maybe for our book. But I don't want to read I don't want to read it if it besmirches him cuz that's right. not fair. Yeah. That's yeah. And I don't want her to have my money. True. Yeah. If I could buy it pre-owned from an, an a third party seller. Maybe on eBay. Yeah. In 2015, Shara meets a new guy, Kelvin. They meet at Starbucks. He's a journalist. He writes a story on her. They end up talking for 6 hours. <laughs> Starbucks is like, are you buying another flat white or are you just going to sit here? They better have. And several sandwiches. Are you, can you at least buy one of those snack boxes that has one hard boiled egg and costs $8? Please. That's a rip off. I know. It's like two apple slices and a hard boiled egg. 
and, and you're desperate if you're buying that. You're desperate. Yeah. You're so I've hungry that you have enough. to buy that. And then it's $8 and you're still really hungry. I know. Kelvin and Shara start dating because she has that witchy Clovis thing. Yeah. We must have talked about that last time. She has some sort of that love potion where men can't stay away. He's no, confidence. Confidence and Chanel earrings. He's dating a woman with who is a single mom with six kids who is being accused publicly of a murder. Kelvin. What it Kelvin. And he appears on Dateline now with Andrea Canning because he's clearly now embarrassed that he was Clovismatized. But Ooh. he's willing to admit that he was Clovismatized. But I but wish like he would severely. tell us specifically what it was about her that drew her. Because in none of the footage we see, does she seem delightful, charming, nothing. I feel like if you were to ask him, you would say, I don't know, we just gelled. Yeah. So she also might be one of those people that just, or one of those women, I guess, that really knows how to talk to men. Mm-hmm. So seems to be interested in every topic that you're, has something interesting to say, mm-hmm. can sort of bounce back and forth. And then also was married to an NBA player, That's which if true. you're kind of into that, that would be very cool. That's true. So. That's absolutely true. I don't know. She ends up moving with Kelvin and the kids to Houston because she wants to work with none other than Joel Olsteen. There's something about him. I know him. His skin is very tight. He has millions and millions of dollars for someone who preaches the gospel. His church got PPP loans during COVID, even though he's worth Tens of millions of dollars. He, at one point, maybe didn't want like flooding victims to have safe housing in his church. It's there's a lot of stuff about Joel. He's a mega church TV guy. Did you read about this thing with the checks, the money in the walls that was found in the walls of the church? I did see something about that. Yeah. So I'm guessing he preaches the prosperity gospel. He definitely thinks he should be prosperous, and he uses a lot of that money on plastic surgery. No shame. We all don't want wrinkles, but I'm going to get mine from a company that I trust, Kitsch. Kitsch. They got me having smooth skin. They got me having smooth hair. Bye-bye frizzies. They're basically, what's it called when you make a shot? They're a slam dunk. There we go. Game changing. That's what Kitsch's biggest fans are saying about their time-saving beauty essentials for hair, skin, and body. Are you ready to change your beauty game or maybe up your beauty game? Yes. Good. Whatever your budget, whatever your skin type, your hair type, Kitsch believes that you deserve little indulgences at affordable prices that make changing up your daily or nightly beauty regime totally within reach. Unless you're 6'11", in which case everything is in reach for you. (laughs) Everything. That must be nice to not have to have a stool to reach the upper cabinets in your kitchen. But then hard for door frames. Yeah, that's true. Satin pillowcases, caps, eye masks. Satin is vegan and cruelty-free, by the way. And they are so great for your hair and skin while you sleep. I cannot live without my Kitsch satin hair cap. It is so incredibly soft. And not only do I feel like an old-time movie star when I'm going to sleep, it helps reduce hair breakage, it helps reduce tangles and hair thinning 
all while I sleep while pretending to be Marlena Dietrich. And it's $14. You get a pollster every house in the neighborhood. There you go. And it makes my hair look better every day. Also, who can forget the heatless satin curling rollers? Kimberly's tried them. It looks amazing. I'm going to wear some tonight for our live stream tomorrow. My niece loves them too. They're incredible. You can say bye-bye to heat damage. There are TikTok videos of people literally throwing away their $600 curlers for these. And the amazing thing is, these are $18. Again, affordable. Kitsch also has quick dry hair towels. They have classic hair ties and scrunchies that are so, so cute and a ton more. Also, Kitsch was started in 2010 by selling hair ties door to door, literally a hustle and a dream. Kitsch is a self-funded, female-founded company, and now they're carried in over 20,000 retail locations. We love a female-founded brand because we are also a female-founded brand. <laughs> we see you, Kitsch. And right now, Kitsch is offering you 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash date. 30% off anything, everything. Go for the satin cap if you haven't tried it. Or satin pillowcase, heatless rollers. Fill your cart up with scrunchies. They have so much cute stuff. 30% off at mykitch, spelled M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H dot com slash date. Mykitch.com slash date for 30% off your order. Check them out and have fun with the whole kitchen caboodle. Thank you so much, Kitch. Thank you. So if there's one thing about Shara, it's clear that she loves the drama. Oh, yeah. Whether it's drama earrings, drama curtains, she's into the drama. And I do love the drama, too, especially when the only murders happening are not real. And they're in my new favorite game, June's Journey. There is so much stuff happening plot wise right now that I cannot go into it without a lot of spoilers. But let's say June... Virginia, FBI candy, Sam Watts, there is drama. (gasps) And if you know, you know. I need to know. Well, you got to play the game. I'm going to. I need to know. I asked on Instagram what people love about the game, and they said, I truly enjoy the story aspect. I'm obsessed with it. It's relaxing. There are no complicated rules or frequent ads. I like that I can play as much or as little as I have time for, and you can listen to a date with Dateline while you're playing. And I swear that I did not make up that last comment. One of our listeners actually said that. Oh. I agree with all of these comments. I would like to add that I love the gorgeous artwork and I love that you're finding objects and discovering clues and collecting information to fill out what's basically dossiers on all the characters. And the fact that it's in the roaring 20s, it makes you feel like a true gumshoe Insert Dennis using a cool gumshoe phrase right now, like noses out of joints. Hey, hey, mister, don't get your nose out of joint. (laughs) Also, if your two favorite shows are Dateline and House Flippers, this is your game because you're literally solving a crime as you build your very own island estate. (gasps) So it's the best of both worlds. Please try it if you haven't already. Let us know what you think. Find your first clue by downloading June's Journey today. Available on Android and iOS mobile devices, as well as on PC through Facebook games. Hey. I'm on a journey with June and hot FBI candy Sam Watts. I really want to be on that journey, too. Check it out, guys. Join the journey. Thank you, June's Journey. Thank you, JJ. 
Oh, you're on a JJ basis now. I see. All right. Mm -hmm. Rub it in. We're tight. So Shara thinks she's going to be like a pastor at Joel's mega church with her, what, three months of pastoring experience? She just, I don't understand. I, I believe it, though. Don't you believe it? Some lady who is suspected of being involved in her ex-husband's murder. Yes, come and preach for me in front of millions of people on TV. She's so cocky, but I actually admire her her confidence. She does not have imposter syndrome at all. She would go to Disneyland and be like, Mickey... I got you. I'm going to take over the electrical parade. People are going to be just as excited to see me. I, even though they're wearing hats with your ears on them. Seriously. I think that I feel like I'm trying to think of a clever pun that incorporates confidence into her name and it doesn't work. So pretend like I was able to do it. She just really, I would like to be like that. I know. You can do anything and I will do anything. But at the same time, if I was Joel Olstein with no L, I'd be scared that I was going to get Nancy Kerrigan backstage by one of Shara's goons. Because oh, no, I think she comes off real she sweet. Has dreams. Sorry. And I think they're probably used to a lot of scandal, right? Joel? Yeah. Yeah. So Kelvin tells Dateline, Kelvin's the boyfriend, that mm-hmm. Shara gets real into praying. She's praying in the closet, which we've learned from the Daybells. And Bellows. And the Duggars. And the Duggars and the Plathville kids. The closet is the place to be. The prayer closet is a, yeah, yeah, it's a thing. Also, sometimes there's a portal if you're lucky, but that's only sometimes. So Kelvin said he would get up at 2 a.m. and he would find her in the closet praying for hours amongst her Chanel. I remembered this. It's totally normal behavior. He still thinks he's found the woman of his dreams. Kelvin, you are a is journalist, he? sir. Do you think that this is when it started to get odd for him? They're not married, right? They're just boyfriend and girlfriend. Well, but he, I think, is thinking of proposing. He thinks there's no way she did this. She would never have committed a murder. She said she was still in love with Ren. And also, he says... Who would write a book about someone they killed? Kelvin, um, I know you're a journalist, but you need to have heard of O.J. Simpson. You need to have you need to acknowledge it. Uh, also, I'm sorry, she moved her six children to Houston into this man's house? Yes. Okay. This is a committed relationship. Yes, it is. Wow. So she goes on TV to promote her book. Mr. Tell Me Anything. And they ask her, did you have anything to do with Lorenzen's murder? And she says, at first, I'm a wife. Then I'm a mother. Then thirdly, I'm an author. No, she says, and thirdly, I'm an Arthur. Thirdly, I'm an Arthur. And as in B. Arthur. As in in Arthur, that aardvark guy with the (laughs) glasses. I don't know if he's an aardvark. I don't know what he is. And thirdly, I'm an Arthur, and the law enforcement should do their best to find out who's the killer. And his name is Arthur. It's word salad. The important thing is that she never says no. Never. Just say no. No, I did not have anything to do with it. 
I think she had responses ready. And when the questions didn't line up with the responses, <laughs> she went with the responses anyways. That's what I think happened here. Yeah. Is that she was never going to answer that question. She was going to give you this answer that she had written down on her note card. I think she thought they were going to say, who is Shara Wright? And she was going to be like, first, I am a mother. Second, <laughs> said, that no, is the answer goes, to that first, question. First, I am a wife. Then I'm a mother. Then she never says God either. So it should be first I am a child of God. 1000. Yes. Yeah. First I am a believer. Yeah. Second I am a mother. Yeah. Third I am a wife. I don't know if in 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 Christianity I think wife goes before mother. I could be wrong. But you're not a wife right now. No, you're not a wife. Who are you a wife for? You're an ex-wife to a man that's sadly gone. You haven't married Kelvin yet. So what are you even talking about? So you are also living in sin currently. Great point. This Shara, whole se- everything is wrong with what she said here. Does she have a PR person? She, she needs either needs PR one person. or needs to fire the one that she has. Yeah. So Kelvin keeps telling her that you are overspending. She's spending all of his money. He's already helping support her six children in Houston, which is an expensive city I would think to live in. They live in some place called Sugar Land, which has got to be expensive. That sounds expensive. Now, he tells her her addiction to expensive things is not healthy. And she says, that's just the way God made me. No, he didn't. Don't blame that on God. God's going to get mad about that. I think God made Joel Osteen and Gwen Shamblin the same way. And a few others. And many others. Calvin says, I think your financial literacy is just off. And I wish to God he had said, also, your regular literacy is off because your book was trash. I loved that phrase, though, financial literacy. Yeah, I think that's good. I'm taking that. Yeah. So they eventually break up. And I'm so glad, Kelvin, you made it out, buddy. Yeah. Why did oh, it boy. take you so long? Because she thought he was, she was cheating. He, event- he thinks she has a hidden lover. Definitely, because I have a feeling that she's sometimes talking to God in the closet and sometimes talking on the phone Oh, to a secret boyfriend. There we go. Yeah. So Shara decides to move to California. And back in Memphis, they have not forgotten Lorenzen. There are yearly vigils on the news. Mama Deborah is trying to keep it in the news that it's unsolved. They wear matching shirts. Very cute. It's been seven years. No justice. People are very frustrated. And Mama Deborah is doing pop-ins at the police station. Like, hi, I'm as squeaky a wheel as my earrings are clanky. And good for her. Good for her. But what she doesn't know, what the police haven't told the family, is that they have an informant. And they've had one for years. Here we go. And this guy is named Jimmy Martin, and he is a cousin of Shara. And he killed his love interest and is going to prison. Mm -hmm. And it's always sad for the family of this other B-plot murder, this like side plot that wasn't interesting enough to be on Dateline or be its own Dateline. And they don't even mention the victim's name. It's like, oh, there was this other murder that we don't really care about. And it's just a vehicle for us to talk more about the Datelines murder. Always feel bad about that. But Jimmy wants to talk to cops now that he's going to prison because he wants a deal. So he says the killer was Shara. 
Well, she was the impetus for the killing. Mm. She said, Jimmy, cousin Jimmy, Ren has hired someone to kill me. Lorenzen hired someone to kill me. So I need to kill him before he has me killed. Mm. Remember when I said she likes the drama? That Mm -hmm. is that is a creative excuse, though. So Jimmy, we've seen it. He's hired. He has a hit on me. So I'm putting it on him. We've heard that before. A cross hit. Yeah. So Jimmy says there was a meeting with Shara and Billy Ray Turner, the gardener. Was this the same gardener that Lorenzen thought Shara was sleeping with? Andrea Canning says, maybe. We know it is. You told us to remember it. We didn't forget. We didn't forget. Billy had a rap sheet, but he's now gone to the Lord as well. He is Mm -hmm. now a deacon at the church where Shara was a pastor. No, but they were there together. They were there together. All right, there we go. And doing boom, boom in the pews. I don't know. No, you're supposed to say freaking the deacon. Freaking the deacon. (laughs) You've not heard that? No. Oh, there you You can mark off sinning man of God. And maybe I have to add sinning woman of God to our bingo Sinning person of God. Yeah. So Shara asked Jimmy to do the shooting for 50K. She can buy so many curtains for that money. Oh, yeah. Just to get the curtains instead. No one has to die. Then she said, oh, but Billy the gardener, who's now a deacon, will help you. Go to Lorenzen's house in Atlanta. So the two men go to Atlanta. They sneak into Ren's house, but Ren isn't there. Instead, there's a bald-headed man on the couch. It is Ren's roommate, Mike, because he has hmm. a friend living with him. Yeah, that was Even weird. though he's a millionaire, but uh-huh. that's he's very generous, and he lets people I think the there. friend is just staying, right? It's not really like the roommate applied and right. paid security No, it's deposit. not like that. Yeah. He's just letting people crash. Yeah. So Billy and Jimmy freak out, and they leave. So then Shara says, okay, I have a new plan. I'm going to invite Ren to come to Memphis to visit. So she decides to lure him there with X-rated texts. And they show some of them on Dateline. And Andrea says, these are the mild ones. They get more X-rated. I am horny. I want to blank that blank. If not tonight, I will get that thing tomorrow. I just want it. I can't believe that that is sexy enough. He got on a flight. He went through airport security to for that text. For that boom boom. For that booty call. That so she's got some sort of sexy enough. So we we are on the right track. Clovis matized. Yeah, Clovis matized. She's got some stuff going on in the because bedroom. it wasn't the creative phrasing of any of these texts. Nothing about this is actually Maybe they sexy. got more specific. They maybe got more specific. That Andrea did warn us. They get yeah. worse. Yeah. There we go. So then we learn that Ren was actually tired of being a playboy and was maybe thinking about getting back with Shara. Horrible Ugh. idea. Horrible idea. He wanted to reconcile and she wanted him dead, which is so... Dateline, it's what I always say. You can never really know somebody, even if you're married. 
it's like on 90 Day Fiance and like he wants kids, but she wants a career. Except in this case, it's like he wants to reconcile. She wants to murder him. She wants him no longer breathing. Yeah. Two people just sometimes want different things in a relationship. Yeah. So Jimmy tells the police that Shara tells him we did it. Lorenz instead. Billy actually fired the shots, but she was there. And then Billy was freaking out after feeling guilty, as any deacon would do after murdering someone. Or just person would feel, hopefully. So Shara tells Ren, we need to meet a man out by the woods to pick up some money. So wait a minute, wait a minute. She's texting him all this, and then what is she saying, Jimmy, we did it, we got him to come? or No, we we did the murder. Oh, Jimmy okay. was not at the murder, according to Jimmy. That's Jimmy's story forever. We don't know if that's true. He okay, says, but now we backtrack and go to the actual crime. Yeah, he says, right. Shara says, we did it. What happened was Billy shot him. Billy's now freaking out. I told Ren I need to meet some guy out by the woods to pick up some money. And Ren said, okay, never go with your ex into the woods. I need to add that to our advice column on how to not wind up on Dateline. No words. Yeah, why are you or meeting up? Why are you meeting up with someone in the middle of the night to for get money. money? Where are your children? Yeah, also what did you sell him a DVD player? Is he did you sell him a Bentley? Why is he right. why is he meeting you in the what's happening with the money? Do you have and a box why of is drugs? Ren Drug agreeing to go. Did you promise him the Clovis in the woods? Why is No, he there? she probably said, I told this guy I'd meet him there and give him $100 for a box of drugs. I don't know. And then, <laughs> so and then we'll go home and do boom, boom. Right. I don't know. So Jimmy says, Shara explained, we went to the woods. And instead of this guy for money, Billy was secretly waiting. Billy started shooting. Ren ran off. And he called 911, which explains the 911 call, as Billy is shooting at him with two different guns because Billy is extra. No. Or one was Jimmy and Jimmy's lying about this. Or one was Shara. Unsure. There's so many possibilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy tells the police all of this. And he insists he wasn't there, but Shara told him all of this. He does admit that he helped them clean up. So they used his mom's metal detector... They look for evidence because they don't want to have left anything behind. In particular, one of the guns is missing. So they're... That's a big one. They're detectoring the guns. Okay. Looking for a gun on where the shooting happened. And this is the lost season of Detectorists, which is very interesting show. It's cute. It has Gareth from the British office. I do know that. So... And they metal detect? It's called Detectorists. They metal detect. I thought they were detectives. No. I thought it was a funny way to say detectives. They're actual metal. Oh, I got to watch it. They're okay. detectorists. It's very interesting. It, they belong to a detectorist club. It's very funny. I love that it's Gareth. Yeah. So they only find one gun and or they only have one gun. They can never find that lost gun. So they throw the one gun in the lake. So police get jimmy's story and they go to the lake which is beautiful i want to move there it's gorgeous it's been two years though by now and the police can't find the gun at the lake so they can't really concretely 
back up Jimmy's story. So for them, they don't have enough and the case goes cold. Now, I feel like we have had other cases where all we had was one informant's word and they still went to trial, but they don't feel like they have enough. But that's what was frustrating in this is that they kind of allude to the fact that he has a lot to gain from this story, but they don't tell us exactly what the deal would have been. Well, later they say he got immunity for his part in this, but it's not like he got anything off of his sentence for this murder of his poor unnamed lover. Right, exactly. Uh, He's just getting immunity for his part in cleaning up a crime scene, knowing about a crime that was going to happen. But I'm pretty sure he already has life, right? So what, maybe he got a better cell? Maybe there's some sort of perk that, yeah, he got moved, he got transferred. I'm wondering if there was more to this that he was going to get that would make him a very bad witness. Right. That would make people think that it wasn't true. I also don't understand what they did at the lake the first time that they couldn't find it. Did they just drudge the lake bottom? Or they don't really tell us. Did they just look around the lake? What? I don't think they did as detailed of a job as they do later. So in 2016, the police start over with the case from scratch. They call it Operation Rebound because basketball genius. I thought that was pretty good. Pretty clever. They, The one guy at the precinct who thought of that is so proud of himself. Good job. Good job. For giving you props. So they go back to the lake and they actually have an FBI dive team. It's been five years now. Mm. So Deborah, Mama Deborah is so relieved that something is happening. Like they've found evidence. There's movement now. And Kelvin, remember Kelvin, Shara's ex-boyfriend, calls her and says, so they found this gun that your cousin told them about. And Shara says, no, I don't believe they found the gun. I think they're, they're not, that's not real. Also, what does it matter? He's not coming back anyway. Oh my gosh, so pick a storyline. Weird, such word salad. But also anytime anyone says that something isn't important, it's usually so important. And they did the murder. Like, what does it matter? He's not coming back anyway. They're trying to solve the crime. That's what matters. Don't you care who murdered your ex-husband? You don't want justice? So then, so she's acting like she doesn't care on the phone with Kelvin. But then just days later, she flies to Memphis and meets with Billy, the gardener slash deacon. Okay. Where are the children? She does so much shopping and murdering and dating and being a preacher for someone with six kids. She must have a lot of help at home. She must. She must. So police are watching this reunion of Shara and Billy and hoping that they'll talk about it. Andrea says, talking. So police start taping by tapping their phones. That was nice wordplay, Andrew. Talking, taping, tapping. Like yeah. it. The phone call betwixt Shara and Billy makes zero sense. It sounds like they are both drunk or talking in code. It's a lot about, do you want that ring? I'm going to get that ring. It's a lot yeah. about a ring, and I think the ring is code for something. It has to be, because she says, when are you getting married, Billy? And he says, when you get that ring. And she says, I wanted to show you something. And he says, I hope you got that ring. I think they're talking about the second gun. Maybe. That might be. That was my guess. So police arrest Billy because why? Because the call? They 
they suddenly feel like they have enough to get Billy now. The ring, I don't, I don't understand why. They, uh-huh. This always happens on Dateline. You're like that, that got you there, but you didn't feel like you had enough before. I feel like this is one of those things where it's you have to get it to get the sign off the indictment or whatever because you only have circumstantial evidence and then the word of this informant. So it, it might have just taken time to get that. Maybe. Right? Maybe. So now the family is confused. Why isn't Shara arrested? She's clearly involved. And Kelvin, he keeps calling her up to get some details. He says, so how did you know Billy? And Shara says, oh, I knew him from church. He's a friend. He's innocent. He's and a church friend. He's a church friend. That's it. No, we're not doing anything. Nothing. But he's totally innocent. And she won't talk to the press. She won't. She says, I'm going to let God step in. And let God's, go and let God. God's like, I'm sorry, girl. I'm on the other line with Joel. He's praying for another PPP loan. I don't know what to help. I can't help. I can't, we can't talk right now. I can't. I'm busy. Gwen is on the other line. That teal swan lady keeps calling me. My lines are all busy right now. Yeah. So Billy appears in court asking for bail. And Deborah is there shouting, how could you have murdered my son? And she's causing a full on ruckus at the court. Loved. Full ruckus. She's lucky. She's at that age where it's, it's kind of cute. Like you can and spit gum on the ground and yeah. no one's mad at you. Exactly. Like she is at that age. Yeah. Um, but she better not do it too much more because then they won't let her come back to the courtroom. I know. So I'm glad somebody talked to her, I yeah. think, and that's good. So finally, Shara is arrested wearing a hat that says baby on it. I can't. Don't like that. Mama Deborah is so relieved that Shara has been arrested. She can finally sleep. She sleeps until noon. Aww. Good for her. She deserves it. Good also, I never deserve it. And I still do that sometimes. She organizes a celebration in the cemetery with fireworks because Ren loved fireworks. And she says, we had a ball. I love Deborah. So in court, Shara turns around to Deborah and says, I didn't do it. And Deborah says, you witch. And Andrea says, you called her a witch in court. And Deborah says, without the W. Oh, Deborah. Queen. And Andrea is tickled pink. Yes, she is. Loves it. The defense is going to say, Shara is an abused woman. She was scared and trying to get away from Ren. Now, obviously, domestic violence is never okay. But as Andrea points out, they were now divorced and had been for a while. And they were living 400 miles apart. But the defense says he's telling the kids he wanted to get back together. And it doesn't mean that you have it to. Doesn't, it doesn't mean that you have to. There are weird dynamics in this relationship and in all relationships that have abuse in them. But it doesn't mean that you have to. And so she decided to have him murdered instead of just not getting back together with him. And she did it by luring him there to have sex with him. If she was scared of him. No, it's going to be hard for the defense. I also don't understand. Sorry, uh, have we gotten to why she did this yet? Because it clearly wasn't a custody issue. Right. It seems to be a money issue. He seems to be worth more alive than dead. He is in debt and the houses were being foreclosed on. But 
that $1 million life insurance. He is a pseudo celebrity. And if he could get some sort of a spot on ESPN, like we've seen people be able, he had a restaurant. Yeah. I mean, people will lend money to someone with a name, right? I don't think he was out of options No, I don't think this was smart at all. I think he could have done great things and made all that money back if he had gotten a good financial planner and stopped spending money on Bentleys. So what is this then? Why did she do this? I think she wanted instant money now. It's just a million, though. It's not that much for her. That's what I don't get. The pension, too. Yeah, I wonder how much that pension was. Okay, that's wild. That's really... it. This is evil. No, it's horrible. So... Mama Deborah is looking forward to the trial, but Shara decides to take a plea deal. And when we left this story last time, Billy the gardener slash deacon, his trial was delayed for COVID. So now we're finally getting it. Did we know about the plea deal? Yes. And Mama Deborah was pissed about the plea deal. And Mama Deborah, we see the front of Shara's head and Mama Deborah over her shoulder just not breaking eye contact with the back of Shara's head the whole time, just staring daggers. She's so good. It's kind of amazing. She's so good. So the star witness in Billy's trial is Shara's cousin, Jimmy. And he repeats how Shara recruited him and Billy to kill Ren and how they had some fun brainstorming sessions on how they could do it. And they even went scouting for locations on where they could do it. This took a lot of planning for a crime that was so dumb. I feel like they had craft service and like they, they did so many Trips it was a lot like of meetings, meetings and trips. There were probably Zoom calls and like spreadsheets. A lot for Jimmy not to have actually been there for the crime. Yes. Too many things. It was never talked about in the fact that that Billy was going to be alone. Yeah. Nor do I think Billy would have been able to do it alone. I think that Jimmy probably was there. Yeah, I think it's very suspicious. Mm-hmm. So... Shara told him how they were chasing Ren and he was jumping through fences and jumping like a deer and he tried to get away, which makes it so much sadder. There's also no way that Shara said that. We've heard Shara talk. There's no way. So Jimmy had to be there. Yeah. That's too specific. Yeah. Yeah. So the defense says because Jimmy got immunity, he can't be trusted and he probably did it. And he doesn't even have an alibi for that night. They say Billy has an alibi. He was at a party and then he went home. Only part of that sounds like an alibi. And the prosecutors say, well, Billy's cell phone was with Ren's cell phone at the time of the murder. So definitely Billy was there. That's bad. Shara is never called to testify, which is a great idea, but also a bummer because I would have liked to have seen it. And I'm sure Deborah would have loved to have seen it. Yeah. So the jury finds Billy guilty and he gets life. Shara only gets 30 years and because she'll get out for good behavior, she could get less than 15 and even shorter because she was just up for a parole hearing two months after Billy was convicted in 2022, last year. Wow. Barely any time. So she is at the parole hearing. She's crying. I'm sorry for what happened to him. Bawling. I never, ever wanted to be without him. He was the love of my life, which doesn't totally coincide with his 
your defense saying you murdered him because you didn't want to be with him anymore. You pl- you planned his murder because you didn't want to marry him again. But now yeah. you're saying he was the love of your life and you'd never wanted to be without him. Okay. So, okay. She's asking for mercy and Deborah's like, no, thank you, ma'am. No mercy for you. Yeah. And thankfully, Shara did not get parole last year, but she'll try again in 2027. And Deborah plans to be there. Yes. Good. Deborah, Mama Deborah is staying alive out of pure spite. And I love it. Yeah, she is too. going to live forever because she needs to be at all of those parole hearings. Yeah. She also wants to be there whenever they celebrate Lorenzen. Like at last year, the University of Memphis retired his number and everyone talked about how many people he helped. He helped the whole city. He helped specific families keep their lights on. He really did help everyone in the community. Aww. And we would like to thank two people who are definitely keeping the lights on here at the podcast. Hey! Our hometown heroes are Grizzly Mama, Grizzly's Mamas. I don't know. Yep. There yeah. we go. Carrie Ann G from Patreon and Lisa S from Supercast. Ladies. Carrie Ann G and Lisa S. What do we say? What can it's we say? It's a double dribble. No, double dribble's bad. It's a it's a bunch of three point shots. It's three three point. It's, it's a half court. You you've done a half court shot into our hearts. It's March Madness, and we are mad for you. Yay! It, Thank you so smart. much. And yeah. basketball. Yeah, it's worked. Yay! Slam dunk. Slam dunk. Woo. Nothing but net, ladies. Nothing but net. We got nothing else. No other basketball things. I'm not dribbling. We already did that one. Can't do that again. Thank Shoot. you so much. Thank you so much, ladies. We appreciate you so, so much. B-roll bonanza. Um, barbecue joints, Graceland. Mama Deborah is looking out a very dirty window, and I was like, clean that window so she can have her B-roll shot. Also, it's not the traditional inside the house looking out of the window it is outside the house shooting her from inside the house looking out Ooh, i did not catch that that's good very different artistically than what they normally do i like that i'm not sure where mama is where deborah is she's leaning on a fence post at some point does she live Mm -hmm. on a ranch it does look like a ranch at some point we also see her what can only be described as rage driving. She yeah, gets in her she's, car. She's that was dangerous. Pissed. She is hunched yeah. over at the wheel, angry driving. She's thinking mm. about Shara, and she's just she's probably cutting people off and trap, honking at everybody. She's mad. Rage driving. Yeah. Also, her interior design, by the way, is super bright and fun, and I loved it. She's so colorful. Everything she wears is colorful. She's all color. It's yeah. great. I love her. Lots and lots of pictures of Shara. Too many. Some of them are 80s, 90s style, which I do appreciate. There's one that's like a Sears photo, and they're in matching striped sweaters. Yes. And that's pretty funny. That was pretty good. We also get the two friends of Ren that are looking at what appears to be an iPad, looking at other pictures of Shara. It's too many pictures of her. No, focus on Ren. Yeah, we don't need this. Yeah. Mm-mm. And it, Kelvin, at one point, goes over to a fireplace, picks up a framed photo of him <laughs> and Shira, 
and looks at it. He's standing next to the fanciest ornate gold mirror I've ever seen in my life. It was just baroque. It was crazy. So are we meant to think, I mean, obviously he, they, they placed that photo like they did a set dressing or he got yes. that photo out of a box in his attic and put it I, in a frame he liked. Do we cuz do or do they want us to think that after all these years he still has a frame photo of him and Shara up on the of a murderer on his fireplace. That does no. not make us think well of Kelvin. So No, he also had nothing else around. So, so maybe I, it was I a mean, set. It what maybe wasn't even his house. Yeah, I wonder unsure. Any other B-roll? No. Did you have Brands unhappy being on Dateline? Graceland? No, Graceland's no. fine. They're all fine. Although I was that. surprised at the writing on the wall, literally. Drug boxes. That. Drug, yeah, drug, well, drugs <laughs> generally have a bad rap on Dateline, yeah. They do, but a box is particularly bad and confusing <laughs> for all Chanel of us. Chanel earrings? I didn't want to say it, <laughs> but kind of. Kind of. I don't think Chanel would appreciate this. No. She's At not going to be their new next brand ambassador. This is not good. So speaking of which, fashion, we do get the friend Bill in a very fancy houndstooth suit, which looked very nice. Yeah. And then in a, he's in a burgundy sport coat in his interview. He looks very sharp. He's super looks sharp. Very good. Yeah. And he asked for permission to say sexy. No, diff- the other friend, Bill Atkins. There are two There Bills? was an older gentleman. Phil and, Phil and Bill. And Bill there's and also Phil. Billy, the gardener. Yeah, there's lots. And yeah, Jimmy. There were a lot of names in this. Yeah, and the ball cap that says baby. I don't, I don't like, is baby her nickname? I don't know, baby. but it's very babes with coffee. Only deep divers of our show are going to remember that. I think baby is her nickname. I, I just don't. she gave it to herself. So where are the children now? Where are her actual babies? Yeah. I, I hope they're questions. with a nice family member. I hope so, too. I, but also, what the, concerned me, too, is that we don't hear... Devorah probably doesn't get a relationship with her grandchildren at all. Right. I know. That's that always stinks. so And sad. she has six of them. Yeah. That's so rough. Sad. I hope she can now. I hope, really hope now she gets some sort of a relationship with them. I hope so. Titles! I tried not to reuse... I'm not reusing my titles from last time. Did you... Oh, you had, you were able to see them. You can do a couple. They're not that good. I'm going to go, it's, I'm going to reuse the title from last week, though. Mm -hmm. It's Curtains for Shara. I knew you were going to do something with Curtains because you brought it up multiple times. And I was like, that's going to be in a title. the upholstery. Yeah. How do you, are you that into upholstery? But my real title is A Shara the Blame. Oh, that's great. Shara the Blame is perfect. That's very good. Chaneling the truth, mm-hmm. <laughs> channeling, um, tall tales, mm-hmm. just had to. Um, also, this could definitely have been called just Operation Rebound, by the way. Yeah. We could have just called it that. And then a oh, ring of truth because of the they kept talking about the ring. But mm-hmm. really, I got Shara wrong because her name was Shara Wright. Yeah. And then better than Shara wrong, Shara Khan. Shaka Khan. Shara oh, Khan. okay. That's what I did. They weren't that great. Apologies. No, I like that. I like Chakra Khan. I thought it was okay. Also, drag queen name, Chakra Khan would be very good. For <laughs> if you like, were into healing and stuff. Yeah. If you wore Hippie, a lot of Stevie Nicks, yeah, S, totally. like shawls and crystals and things that like that. Be, and you called perfect. yourself Chakra Khan. Yeah, that's perfect. You can take that. I'm not TMing that. So any 
budding drag queens out there listening, you're welcome. Speaking of drag queens, there is something I want to say. We want to extend our support to the drag queen community because they are under fire right now. Yeah, we do. And I want to shout out a very special business that our longtime listener, Christine, told me about. It's called Uprising Bakery and Cafe, and they're a small business in Illinois. And the owner wanted to create an inclusive business that catered to everyone in the community. She really wanted it to be a safe space. She planned a family-friendly drag brunch. Since then, her business has been targeted. They've gotten threats. They've had their windows broken, had human feces left at their door, graffiti calling them pedophiles. The owner and her children were doxxed, horrible things. So people stopped coming because they didn't feel safe. And now they're being forced to close at the end of the month if they don't raise enough money. And at the very least, the owner wants to send her loyal employees off with like a paycheck, like one week's worth of pay. So if you have any interest in supporting them, you can go to uprisingbakeryandcafe.com. I think no matter what you think about drag shows... Um, That's wrong. Check them out, guys. So way to end on a high note. And I also want to say, follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Make sure you have watched Yellow Jackets season (laughs) one. I can't stress that enough. Make sure you have. If you haven't and you have no interest in our live shows, you're just missing out on a good TV show. If you like mystery shows it is a little scary and a little gory so it might be too dark for some people it might Joni loved it was she a little confused by the time jumping yes but that's That's to be expected so if you like those kinds of shows like if you like lost yeah sure again just good really good acting but not on prime time so lost on showtime yeah lost on hbo the casting is so brilliant It's a very fun show to analyze and try to figure out what's going to happen next. Yeah. And that's what we're going to be doing on YouTube. And that's what we're going to be doing. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. Thank you, Kimberly, for the good recap. And this was a good episode to revisit. I had forgotten so much of it. Did you remember all of it pretty well? No, but it was coming back to me. Yeah. I really remembered the Chanel earrings. I really remembered those. I remembered that, and I did kind of remember there was something else that that hit me, and I don't remember. I had no idea where the episode ended, though. I thought that maybe Shara hadn't gone to trial. Yeah. Well, she never did anyway. She took a deal. Yeah, that would have been so frustrating for Deborah. I feel horrible. Deborah, we're big fans. Huge fans. Do you want to come on the show and just do recaps of other Datelines, and you can help us like, be like, I wouldn't have done that, and just yell at people? That'd be great. Also, be careful when you're driving. <laughs> Everyone, let's this week practice safe driving. Not rage driving. Calm, no rage driving zen this week. Driving. No, and no excited driving. Like if you're really excited about yellow jackets, just be <laughs> careful. Be careful in your car. Be aware. Just be aware. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bzz, bzz. I think she had responses ready, and when the questions didn't line up with the responses, she went with the responses anyways. I've also done that in a very important interview, and the host looked at me like- If someone says, it's good to see you, and you say, I'm doing great. Yeah, that happens often, but it did also happen with Natalie Morales. 
when she asked a question and I gave a completely different answer because I'd been thinking so hard about it. <laughs> and like, as I was saying the answer, I'm like, this is not the question she asked. And you know how to listen. I was beating myself up mentally while I- I'm sure my face was horrific. Did I look looking. at you? Did I notice? No, she just didn't ask me any more questions and asked you the rest. <laughs> Stop it. That's and not- I think about it all the time. I wake up in cold sweats about it. Oh, my gosh. Because it was just like. I guarantee you she doesn't remember that. Well, it lives in my head rent-free, so can someone else take it? It's that fun. And it's very exciting that it's coming back. We have been waiting, and we have been discussing when it was going to come back, and they really made us wait. And I'm if this is a break between season two and three, as long as it was between one and two, I, sh- I shan't be happy. She shan't. That I'm using shan't in the strongest possible terms. She, she shan't. I shan't abide it i almost think if you have a show that has so many cliffhangers and craziness like comedies sure make us wait a year that's fine but like shows like this you need to have three seasons in the can and then release the first season so we can get the next one and i can't have people changing how they look right everyone needs to look identical to how they look in season one because i will notice you know, like on Lost, and they had Walt, and Walt yes, was aging? that's what I'm talking about. And then they had to write him off the show, and then he came back as older ghost Walt, because he was a ghost that had somehow aged, because they couldn't have, because the kid, poor kid had puberty. Wow. Older ghost Walt. Remember older ghost Walt, everybody? You, you needed to do. start Walt at like four. Yeah. Like Walt needed to be whatever young. age that scientists of children will say that the the appearance changes the least. I don't know what age that is. Parents maybe could probably seven tell to us. nine. Right. Seven to nine. It seems like there's maybe not a huge growth spurt. But again, we don't know. We don't know. children. Well, you and have well, nieces. When do your nieces look like they've changed the most? Undecided. But you also need to have a child with siblings that look similar so the siblings next one can of just next step ages, in yeah that's what you need to do you need a series of right of young men who are between the ages <laughs> yeah. of four and ten uh-huh and maybe there's three or four of them yep and they just all look enough alike right. that maybe you could get away with it with good makeup right i don't know something because yeah it didn't work Old like if mary kate and <laughs> ashley were on a show but they were playing one person because they were babies. But then as they right. grew up, but the show was on an island where time didn't move, they could have had Elizabeth Olsen sl- step in. And then that maybe, there you go. They maybe would have made sense. No one Except noticed. that Mary-Kate and Ashley have looked the same age forever. That's a good point. That's a really good point. So they were a perfect anomaly. Yeah. Old Walt did not work <laughs> out. Through no fault of the actor for no, going through puberty. No, it's not his fault. But it's really funny. I forgot about old ghost Walt. <laughs> it's great. 